Welcome to May the Podcast Be With You. I'm Stephen Mather, solicitor and your business lawyer. I help small and medium-sized business owners and directors manage their legal problems. But more than that, I like to enjoy life, smile and learn from others. So this podcast is a way to help me and you learn how to be successful, whatever that may mean. Welcome along to May the Podcast Be With You. I'm Stephen May, that your host, and today I'm joined by Libby Langley. Welcome along, Libby. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Libby, do you want to uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Give us your kind of elevator pitch, 60 second type thing as you would do normally. Okay, look. I am Libby Langley, and I'm a business coach and mentor for midlife business owners to help them grow profitable businesses that truly make them happy. My two kind of buzzwords are happiness and profit in whichever order you prefer, but happiness and profit really matter to me. And in the 11 years I've been in business, I've worked with over 6,000 business owners. So in that time, I've gathered a lot of experience about what business is like for me running one and also for the clients that I've had over the years. Perfect stuff. So, so how how long were you in business for? Sorry, did you say eleven years? Eleven years. Eleven yeah. years in business. Well, um, eleven years this year. 11 years, eleven years as self-employed, and and then before that in in kind of corporate world. Is that right? Yeah, I worked mostly in education. Actually, I worked I've worked for a couple of different um, FE colleges, one of them twice, um, but in the commercial side, so management, training, um, organizing and bringing in income for the college never worked with the kind of the kids in college I am a qualified tutor so I've done I do adult tutoring I'm tutoring I've been trained as that but not not teaching no okay okay and so um happiness and profit that's um so I I think some people uh may be hearing you for the first time I've known you for I think around about six or seven years. Must be, I think it something must be. like that. Yeah. Um, even though actually, I I've known of you before then because I was stalking you to invite you to a BNI group, um, and you turned it down on a couple of occasions. <laughs> Probably don't <laughs> yeah. remember that. I don't um, remember, but I know why I would have turned it down. Um, but uh, you you turned it down anyway, and then we then we subsequently met. Uh, I think just at you know at networking events. Yeah. And, uh, and and grew from there um but back then you were your your business was was different you were doing you know social media and uh, and that kind of thing as you had what was that business called was it what was that when business? i start when i started up i deliberately wanted to start up as a business a collective rather than as just me so i started up my business and i traded under the name of zest communications and i did focus on social media and marketing because when I was at the college I had a lot of autonomy which was great and I kind of started dabbling in social media this back in 2009 and wrote and delivered various social media training courses for businesses Facebook and Twitter back then and so when I left to set up on my own I used all the skills and experiences that I'd gained and the qualifications and training that I'd gained while I was there to basically set up as the social media marketing coach. And that has been, was kind of the theme of my business until relatively recently, but never the thing that I liked. What I'm always, <laughs> I can say that now. What I've always 
enjoyed is the kind of one-to-one stuff with business owners which uh, they come to me they would come to me for social media advice but actually you can't really give the marketing advice until you know more about the business and when you start talking about the business turn out oh let's look at your business structure let's look at your prices let's look at your profit margins all this stuff and that's been the stuff that I've really really enjoyed mm. all through so I've mm. just yeah I've been I've been tweaking it I suppose up my business over the last few years I've been trading as Libby Langley for six years now so Zest is long gone and yeah relatively recently I made the switch to close my group marketing program and just focus on one-to-one business coaching and it's the best decision that I've made in my business so far yeah yeah absolutely and and um and and obviously you know one of those key those key points that you mentioned was happiness yeah and so I assume that that's been a driver for you yeah it's interesting I find it really interesting because I've been in the online space for a long time and I've seen how it's changed and developed and grown and the 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 tour de force that it is I suppose and there's always a lot of talk on Instagram particularly about oh you need to do this to be successful you need to do this you need to have a a group program you need to be scalable you need to have a funnel you need to all this and you need to need to need to need to so that's what we all did and that's what I've taught people to do for a long time but actually I found I was spending an increasing amount of time sort of tinkering behind the scenes, which is enjoyable to a certain extent, but I didn't really want a job in IT. Mm. I know, whilst I find it interesting, that's not really what I wanted to do. What I like doing is talking to people. So I knew that I wasn't happy, and I guess I've known I've not been happy for a long time. Not quite 11 years, but, (laughs) you know, (laughs) a big chunk of that. And so I just thought what's the worst that can happen and turns out nothing bad happens people are really supportive and you make more money than more easily than you could possibly thought because happiness is infectious yes yeah i think i think you're absolutely right but it's something that um uh it's it's not it's not taught is it this is the thing um because we've we've gone and things have evolved but if you look back you know from um you know maybe even 30 years ago but certainly before then like when you know our parents were growing up it was all about well you know go to school get a career you know have a job for life yeah those are kind of you know or a trade for life yeah um you know do something and that's what that's what you did yeah and and you get the few people that are in between that kind of maybe um uh, you know grow and develop and they do really well and they become a business owner and, and that kind of thing but generally it's doing the thing that they always uh they always did and um and i think i think the word like happiness i i think you know i think it's a really important thing to yeah. uh, to, to have and to be you're right what you say about happiness being so important and kind of central to everything and i know we both do really agree with that and one thing that I'm trying to, I suppose my kind of mantra in my marketing is that happiness and therefore success, I think are hand in hand. And actually it's not necessarily down to money. You know, success is often preached as, oh, the million pound business, the beach house, this, that, and the other. To me, proper happiness is if you want to live in a, if you want to live in a small house and have two grand take home a month, that you then spend on holidays brilliant and i'll help my clients achieve yeah. that yeah. but it doesn't have to be more than that it's about what really makes you happy and i think driving for constant more 
isn't necessarily the driver for happiness. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I love money and I love buying things and I like, you know, I love all that stuff too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But it has to be, it has to be what you what you personally really want. And that's nobody else's personal want. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we've we've succumbed to um uh, or lots of people succumb to, like you say, the Instagram life. Um, you know, that mm. what other people say is is success. And and it's really the point of this podcast is to to analyze and look at actually what success means to to people. Um yeah. and uh and to really push the point home that it it isn't about and I know your your um uh, you know your social media posts uh, does a lot of that you know do you know do you know what actually I think you might have put one out this week there's a marked difference between someone going hey I've had another 10 grand month yeah but actually spending nine grand and um yeah. to someone that's gone do you know what I had a five grand month or a two grand month and and I spent a couple of hundred quid yeah. Um, because I'm lean and trim and I'm happy about it um yeah, yeah it's it's one of the I, I wrote read this book and this um I, this is a podcast so people can't see that on the screen but it's for your benefit only it's called uh it's called company of one uh by by a guy called Paul Jarvis it says why staying small is the next big thing for business really good book um and it just read read the sort of the background the note on the back it says what if the key to a richer and more fulfilling career or business is not to think bigger but smaller and one of the things that he says in this book which really resonated with me um is that uh, in society at the moment we have um for for business owners in particular but also in careers because it's all you know about the going up the career ladder um and in business it's all about growth and you know being bigger and being bigger is better and doing x y and z um, is is what you need to do as a business and what he he suggests and I agree with is that's not actually the case being better is a good idea yeah, yeah. making yourself and making your business a better business is a good idea but growth for growth's sake isn't something that you should be striving for and and I know from like personal experience I remember probably you know even five years ago but um you know when i was at uh, at my previous place my i you know and, and while i was there you know we tripled the turnover added you know doubled the size of the business um physically tripled the turnover and my my aim at that business was to make it the the biggest law firm in the county and i had mm -hmm. a figure in, of turnover in my mind i want to get to 10 million pound turnover no for no real reason just because it was like hey here's a figure let's go for that <laughs> Right. What okay. are we going to do? How are we going to achieve it? I, yeah, this is how we're going to achieve it. It's all planned out. This is what we're going to do. But the figure was just because, do you know what? That sounded like a good figure to achieve. That's and, true. Yeah. And I come away from uh, I come away from all, all of that. And, you know, running a business with multi-million pound turnover. And like you say, um, now I'm the reason why I'm much more happier now is because I, I've, I've taken my removed myself from that. Um, uh, that that way of thinking and go do you know what I'm happy now if I do a little bit of work earn the money to pay the bills and live the life I want to live but I'm not chained to my desk for 60 70 hours a week mm, I, no. I agree when, when I started my business like I already said I started it as a as a we as an organization rather than just me I mean I was on a tiny shitty little desk shitty little desk am I allowed to say that on your podcast um I left the market as adult but yeah could have been worse <laughs> I have a potty mouth but yeah this tiny little rubbish little desk um and in my slippers and it was the smallest thing ever and in the first month 
it was December 2011, I invoiced £127 that month and I was over the moon because I'd kind of earned it myself. But I was very quickly, I got in with an organisation, a brilliant organisation that I met some incredible people and really helped me, but was build the million pound business, grow, you need a team, you need this. So I got it. I got an office. I moved out of home after a year or so, got an office, got my first staff member, built it up to like four or five staff members. And I was miserable because I'd built, I was basically building the job that I'd left behind. So I was first in the office, last home, doing stuff on holiday, you know, just, it was rubbish. So I, I took the decision and made all my staff redundant, which was, horrific gave up the office moved back home and continued my journey on my own and I've not I've not regretted that for for a moment but definitely small yeah company of one the the power of small I would absolutely agree with that it's not for everybody and there's nothing wrong with growing a a bigger business but also it's not the only way that you can do things you can do things any way you blooming well like yeah. And, 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 and you're right. Um, you know, my, my, uh, one of my previous bosses believed it was, you know, almost like, you know, a calling for him to, uh, to, to give employment to people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so when you're, when you kind of have that and it's like, do you know what, actually, if I, if I can help all these people for me, it was, um, you know, it was very much like we got all these people and got all the staff. Um, but, they it, it it's really difficult when you grow to um to make sure that you're what's the right word like leveraging those those mm. um those resources but mm. then that turn you turn into a um uh, a manager a, a manager a robot yeah. almost because yeah. it's just like well they're machines and and you know and not treating people like people and that's always difficult um yeah. but but for me i think you know stepping away from that you know inverted commas corporate world um, and and doing things as as I want to do things, you're the same. Um, it just means that I'm, I'm I'm a lot happier, and it's unusual. I hope you you'll you'll agree. I think it's unusual for people to talk about happiness. Oh, flipping heck, yeah. I mean, I I don't think until recently that I've realised it's been such a theme of my business life. Actually, I don't think I've realised that until I sort of started saying this out loud Mm. but the one of the early business books I read I I guess and actually sparked a trip to Las Vegas to go and kind of see things in action was um Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea yes yeah you recommended that yeah and you've probably heard me talking about it I've talked about a lot over the years but I was so influenced by that book and how just doing things a little bit differently can make your it was about making customers happy really but you can put it into your own business as well and I actually went back when I had staff I actually took one of my team to Las Vegas to the um, Zappos headquarters and we kind of did a customer service course with them Um, because just thinking slightly differently like not putting not putting necessarily time limits on calls I mean like for my People can have a free discovery call with me, um, a breakthrough call. So we talk about their business. I give them a few ideas and then we can talk about working together. And that's half an hour. They book a half an hour slot. However, if the discussion is, you know, is nice and juicy, I don't cut it off at the 30 minutes like a call centre mic, for example, because it's about the more you can help people, 
actually the more that's going to come back to you. Sure. I, I do think that it's not necessarily about giving everything away for free. Of course it's not, but it's, but it's about just being accessible, open, friendly, non-robotic. And that happiness you're spreading brings, yeah, brings more back, brings more clients, brings more profitability, brings more joy. It's a, it's a, it's a really good book um, that I didn't it read is. it. I listened to it on, on uh, audio book, but at your recommendation, um mm. when we met as i was I, I may have already handed my notice in i may not have but i was toying with the idea and um and i think it's uh i, I think it is uh, they, they've done it in a way in which is customer service driven i focus on the customer but actually the um the, the nub of what you're saying is do that and you'll be happy as well yeah. um and which, which is the, the 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 key thing because um while it's while it is abundantly true that um keeping customers happy is a is a good starting point to having a a good business and a thriving business if you're not happy yeah um in the first place if you've not and that you know extends beyond um you know happiness to sort of you know going to the you know melt mental health well-being and those kind of yeah. things um but if you're coming from a point where you are depressed you are you know even medically or or informally um you are not you know feeling life you're not feeling that will show it will it will come across um and, so- it, and I think yeah no I sorry that I think that you're absolutely right there that if um you're not wholly happy and I mean blimey everybody has bad days before we started recording we were, we're both we were talking about the um house moving process that we're both going through and there are <laughs> certainly times when you know happiness is a little bit lower than you'd like it to be but it's if if you're fundamentally not happy with your your life then it it makes your temper shorter. It makes you get irritated by your customers. It makes you resent what you're doing. All of all of these things. And I sound a bit kind of like, you know evangelical slash hippie ish about about this, but it's but it's actually so important. I mean, flipping it, you can't if you can't be happy in life. When can you be happy? You know, it just it, that's the whole. It makes everything pointless yeah. if you don't put your happiness, health, well being at, at the heart of what you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, I I know that uh, that this one will be slightly a controversial book to quote uh, with you, but there's a there's a book that I like to read quite a lot, um, <laughs> and 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 in that it says this. Uh, it, it goes, "There's a fu- there's futility about living on Earth." You know that everyone kind of you know appreciates that, um, but it says this. So um, so I commend enjoyment because there's nothing better for someone to sit under the sun uh, and eat and drink and enjoy himself or herself. Uh, for this is what he'll do for the rest of his days. And um, I've kind of edited that out a little bit, but um, <laughs> <laughs> on on the fly. But the, the the fundamental point is like, do you know what? Mm. You, you, you're only on this time. Enjoy what you do. And if you yeah, don't, I, Jim I, Rohn's got a good quote. He says, you're not a tree. Um, and you don't have to, you know, just plant roots and stay where you are forever. You know, if you're not happy, go and do something else. Go and do something that you really enjoy. And I think I think actually, though, we shouldn't perhaps gloss over the courage it takes to actually do that, mm. because certainly in my my life and my business experience, actually putting your hand up and saying, I'm not happy, I'm going to change this. Yeah. You know, whether it's change, pivoting your business, um, instigating a divorce, whatever it may be, it's it's a huge, hugely courageous thing. 
and doesn't have to be as drastic as getting rid of, you know, making all your staff redundant, but just saying, you know, even just like changing your brand colours because they don't feel aligned with you, you know, something kind of simple like that. It, it takes courage to 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 put your head above the parapet like that, I think. So how, not these, how long did these... it take you to decide, do you know what, actually, this is what I'm going to do? In terms of this, this in terms of the, in terms of the, 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 yeah, the, the new, new venture, or the new style of the venture. I mean, I would say that things really started changing for me. I guess at the start of the pandemic. I mean, the pandemic was a godsend for me in a lot of ways, and I, I you know, I'm not diminishing all the horrors that happened. But you, know, you and I are the same. Kind of... We're like, well, we're one of those really odd people that are like. I quite liked it. <laughs> yeah, the, breathing, the breathing space it afforded, I think, was was very well timed because we just we just moved house. Yes, we're about yeah. to get, but we just moved house. We just got married. We just got back from our honeymoon um, a day early because the flights were cancelled, yeah. and then lockdown happened, and it couldn't have happened at a better time actually. And it afford, afforded me this. I was lucky because I could continue working, and my husband continued working, but it afforded this life space to actually kind of think about things. And that's when I built my online program. So I I did a pivot then. And it was through doing that, that I realized that actually marketing isn't the focus. And a lot of, although my program, which was called Marketing Megastars, it was about marketing, it was mm. about social media, it was about all of that. Actually the coaching calls that I did every week were not really about that at all. Sure. And it was, allow it it was it was my pivot two years I guess um so yeah I I think that the pandemic allowed me to realize that I wasn't happy and I stopped doing some client work I wasn't enjoying and um so probably two years probably took me two years to kind of actually really properly admit it and make the change that's it and and like you say it's an incredibly brave thing to do and and difficult you know I know from from my experience personally I'm going from you know a reasonably well-paid job to potentially nothing and mm. you know okay how's that going to work I can I can write a plan I can do a business plan for this you know but is it going to work or not yeah. yeah but do you know what yeah I, I, you reach a point where you go I'm not that fussed because if it, if I'm a little bit happier then then that's that's the right thing to do and that's that's and I where I you, got no no absolutely and I think that by being by being happier or knowing that you're on the road to happiness actually means that you're not chasing all the other stuff. So you're not spending as much in your business or in your life because you're not looking for the sort of instant gratification that comes with, with that. You're, you're happy, happier just being. And it's just that whole vibe, you know. I was on a call uh day before yesterday with someone, a breakthrough call. Um, she'd come to me for bit of advice for 30 minutes and um she said I've known her for a long long time before I started my business I've known her through networking a long long time so we were kind of catching up about things and at the end she said you look really good she said you look really she didn't say happy but she said you look really good you look really kind of content and and it was just such a nice thing to hear someone that I've known on and off through business for over a decade mm. that this just kind of you know radiates sure Sure. I, 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 um, I've tried that. I've tried that in doing that myself. Um, you know, it, I, I, I've occasionally used the word 
I'll use the sort of like, um, you know, description of providing happy legal services because I'm happy and I want people to come in and appreciate that normally when people are coming to get legal services, <laughs> they're not happy. It's it's always something, something's hit the fan and there's an yeah. issue. Yeah, they're really stressed. And you know what, if I can, I've, I've that morphed into, um, uh, morphed into helping you know people get a better night's sleep. You know, some small business owners sleep better at night because they've got a problem. It's normally something that's going to keep them all awake, and I can help them and sort that out and to kind of take that mm-hmm. uh, that pain away. But it's the it's the same same principle really, which is just to like de-stress and detoxify the situation. Um, mm. but it's it's important and one of the things um libio talked about uh talked about on last week's podcast um was uh simon sinek's why um mm. and, and why you why you're running a business what's your if you kind of looked at that and your uh do, do you have a, a why I, I i talk about this open and honestly now but i didn't for a long time but i didn't have a why to start with my why was it was absolutely miserable working in the public mm-hmm. sector yeah. because I was a commercial person in um, you know, a funded, essentially funded organization. And we, I was in a separate building with a separate team sales. I managed a sales team, you know, we were all commercial people and we didn't necessarily see eye to eye on uh, targets and income revenue with the main um, powers that be. And it came to a head to do with bonuses that we said we'd achieved on our figures. They said we hadn't on their things. And I just absolutely lost it. And I left, I walked out, never went back. Um, Thank goodness for unions, I say, because they were incredibly supportive at the time. But so I started the business because I was not in a good place and I wanted to make some money and no blooming way was I getting another job if that's what they're like mm, <laughs> you know mm. and so I there were a few people I knew through networking and I I sat down you know went to lunch with a few people and said do you think I can make a couple of grand a month teaching people about social media and they went yeah of course you can and the rest is kind of history so my I suppose my why it wasn't that I was passionate about doing any of that it was that I didn't want to go back into the corporate corporate world yeah, but over the years, over the years, my why has definitely kind of, kind of changed. And I uh, now I think my why is being able to, I don't know, satisfy my um, chaotic mind by and earn some money and make a difference, whilst living a happy life with my husband, which mm. is a vague kind of why, but actually that's what that's what matters to me. Yeah, and I think I think like like success, um, you, people shouldn't think that everyone needs a why. Although that's what Simon Sinek says, and you know the you know to be successful, to really drive your business and understand where you're coming from, you need to understand your why. That's the premise of of his books mm-hmm. and teaching mm-hmm. on it. Um, but I kind of feel like it's all right if you don't as well. It's, it's okay if you don't have a why. And this is what, what I've said before. And I've, some some people have seen it and they've looked and gone, hey, you know, they show a, f- a photo of the kids on online and go, these are my why. It's like, no, they're not. That's just the reason you, you've got to feed them. You've got to look after them and therefore you need yeah. some money. Yeah. That's not why you put yourself through all that nonsense every day. Um, 
and uh, and and that you're you know unhappy and this that and the other um and i think when you're tying that in with um with like happiness it it for, for me i almost feel like i'm sure simon sinnett will say if you get your why right then the happiness would follow but actually i feel like it's probably the other way around and it's yeah. like get your happiness right if you're doing something that you're happy uh to do then uh then it doesn't matter the, the the other point that arises at that I think about off the top of my head is that quote from like uh, I think of Steve Jobs you know something along the lines of you know if you if you love what you do um, you know if you do for a living then you'll ne- never have to work a day's life in uh, a day's work yeah. in your life something along those lines which is which is tosh really because <laughs> as you say we have bad days we have good days and mm-hmm. you find somebody that is. Um, I, I, I think it would be really incredibly rare to find somebody but that was always completely and 100% happy with what they're doing, where they're at, um, and, you know, things didn't upset the apple cart every now and then. Mm. No, I agree completely. And I think I think the why, it's okay if your why is just to enjoy life a bit more. You know, it, it's so vague, but also the only thing that actually matters <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Sorry. absolutely. Yeah, I why 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 do you do this? People people say to me, "Oh, you must be, love being a lawyer." No, but that doesn't mean I don't. I, I'm I'm still do, it, yeah. do the job. Yeah, yeah. but but no, exactly. really, I do the job. So so when I looked at it, there's two stages. I I did some training with the with Simon Sinek's team, and um, there's two stages for me. But yeah, number one stage is I I do really like helping people that are in a pickle. Yeah. And my skills and expertise and just being able to calm that situation mm. to try and take away stress. And, you know, if they can walk away with a bit of a smile because I've told a joke and made them laugh while doing some serious work, then that that's really what I like doing the most. Mm. Yeah. But at the same time, that bit doesn't pay the bill so well, because normally they like so I, I have to do the stuff that I don't particularly like, but the one that pays the bills. So there's always a. um a bit of a, a a balance there. My my go on. Sorry, you were about. To... I was just going to say. I was just going to say on that that um, people say you know sometimes people say oh, I love what I do so much I'd do it even if I wasn't getting paid. Yeah, and I just think no, you wouldn't. No. No, I love my I love my clients and I love seeing their faces change as we're talking about things and I love to yeah. know that their businesses are set up for longevity and growth and all that when when we've been working together. But would I do it if they weren't paying me? Yeah, not really. No, no chance. Or, or if the table was turned and every time you had a client meeting, you had to pay them two hundred quid. No. You go, what? No, why? Why am I doing no, I this? Wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. wouldn't. And I, I also think that that's okay to, okay to admit. You know, it's okay to say I'm doing this, I'm doing this for the money, and I also happen to love what I'm doing. That's mm. that that that's okay to say that because it's a business. There's nothing wrong with treating your business as a business <laughs> at all so happiness is is one of your keys to uh to success mm-hmm. and we've we've learned that you know it, it kind of uh sometimes there might be some blips along the way mm-hmm. how do you deal with those how do you you know sort of have the resilience to when, when there is a blip that kind of knocks you off course of being happy what what happens for you <laughs> okay um so the way that my brain works is that I um, build things up internally and then combust, right? basically. So um, I I guess in some ways that means that I don't cope particularly well with things. But I, um, 
yeah i mean even just this morning uh, the, the the house move stuff you don't realize what stress you're carrying i think sometimes and my husband way with work and he said not the wrong thing but um perhaps didn't say the thing that I needed him to say about some stuff to do with the house. I just had an absolute meltdown. Mm. You know, I just, I cry and I let it all out and then I just feel better. And that's not necessarily the healthiest coping strategy, but that's how I kind of deal deal with things or I will just walk away. Mm. I will absolutely just walk away and I'll go and watch TV and let my brain just switch off by being stimulated, not stimulated, but you know, by, by focusing on something else because my brain never, ever stops. And I'm thinking about 20 different things at once and planning 20 different things at once. And sometimes I just have to kind of calm it down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I either do a release of crying <laughs> or I go and do something completely different, which is generally speaking, watching telly or sleeping. They're sure. the two things that kind of work for me. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, just- but do you, um, do you not then sort of think, you need to do something in, in between those two uh, two points of being fine and dandy and and combustion, and and get to the point where you start to start to recognise and go actually, do you know what? I need to I need to go and chill and do something at this point rather than letting it get too far. You'd think, but my brain doesn't necessarily work like that because I think when you're in business on your own and I, I spend an awful lot of time on my own because I you know my husband's he's at work or he's away and I'm just in the house which is where I live and work a lot so I I guess I don't have the sanity check sometimes and you can I can drive myself in loops a little bit which is super productive when it comes to my clients because I have a million ideas I can help with loads of things but I'm also trying to to deal with that stuff myself and so there isn't necessarily the logic <laughs> of maybe now's time to just have a little rest. I'll just do this. I'll just do this. I'll just do this. And then like, boom, no, I won't. And so you just kind of get up and walk off or just start going. Yeah. Mm. And do you think... Um, it's not healthy so, and I don't advise it. Yeah, no, which is what I was going to say. So we were always, um, you oh, know, well. we're always better. Everyone's better at telling someone else what to do. <laughs> and that's that's the kind of basics in life generally isn't it we're like hey you should do this and you know throw stones in glass houses or something along those lines oh but yeah i mean it's... i could help anybody else do a crisis but myself no yeah. let me just cry let me just sit here and cry for 20 minutes and then oh what was that i was bothered about can't even remember sure. now <laughs> and, and that's what i was i was i was going to say so i, I know that you kind of you know nlp uh train master practitioner or something along those lines you know you have all these skills from in being uh you know management in 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 the corporate world having your own staff having the skills you know of ex- external training and how to deal with with people and you know you you're probably therefore really well placed to be able to help somebody else that's mm-hmm. going through something <laughs> but it, it kind of difficult for it, to, for it to do yourself and I, i'm sure that lots of small business owners are in that same boat yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, I think my experience, my skills and the things I've been taught and learnt, like you say, from NLP or my MBA or whatever it was that I've you know, I've done, as it all comes together to to kind of, yeah, to make me a good coach and mentor for people. But I've, I'm going through the 
process of a diagnosis for ADHD. And since I kind of realized this, this is all part of my, I guess, my two years experience, I've, I'm stopping what they call masking, which is where you have kind of like systems and processes and stuff that how you cope with stuff. And since I've started realizing that I do mask stuff and I'm not doing that, mm. I am finding a new way to um, live and work let's yeah. just say and it's uh it's it's an interesting it's an interesting interesting journey and it's making me better in business because i can recognize that one of the things that comes with that is this ability to flit all over the place and have a million ideas and that is really helpful when you're trying to support someone because you can you, you're not necessarily thinking just down the linear path you know but when you're trying to cope with that in your head all the time like my husband will say, I'll be sitting, we'll be sitting in bed in the morning or he's getting up to go to work and I'm just sitting there and I'm just staring down at the wall or something. And I've been doing that for five minutes. And he's like, he'll come and sit next to me or say, okay, talk me through what's happening in your head. Because this, the, one of the symptoms of ADHD is hyperactivity. Mm-hmm. However, it's not all, always external, mm-hmm. it's an internal. And for me, it looks like I'm just sitting there staring into space, but he knows well enough that in my head, a million things are happening. And it's it's sometimes a bit overwhelming to cope with, particularly when you're you're kind of quite new to understanding <laughs> this is this is what's this is what's yeah. going on. So this is it, it's all tied in with the perhaps the um not being able to cope so well with stress or coping in different ways with things. But I'm yeah, I'm learning how to deal with it. And it's kind of an interesting ride, I have to say. Mm, sure. Um so the the other limb of uh of your um offering or your your key to success was profit Mm, yes um so run me through that why why are you so passionate about that oh because there's just so much nonsense in the online space about 10k months particularly everybody's fixed that used to be 10,000 followers on Instagram because then you could do the swipe up on stories but they got rid of that so now everybody's focused on 10k months and it's like it doesn't mean anything at all because what are you talking about are you talking about 10k in what oh Canadian dollars okay so that's about five grand in pounds so what (laughs) or something something I don't know Taiwanese whatever that what currency are you talking about but it's it never has a kind of um currency symbol on it but but what does what does that mean and I I feel like there's a lot of um smoke and mirrors with that because people in general in business and there are absolute exceptions to that they're not honest about how much it's cost them to generate Mm. that income and I do feel really passionately about kind of re-educating people I mean I first learned oh I don't know when I first learned about this but I remember when I was doing my MBA one 2011-12 I got that and I had to do two finance exams for it and it was all about profit and loss and, and that kind of stuff and I find that quite interesting because there's a safety in numbers yeah there's a safety in the in the in the tangibles I mean you'll understand stand that being being a lawyer yeah and so but it's not talked about. It's not talked about in the online space. And that post that you you mentioned earlier of, okay, what would you rather have? A 10K month that cost you 9K to get there in staffing or ads or systems or a 5K month that cost you 500 pounds to get there. I don't know which one I'd rather have. Mm. And that's that's really what I, 
I think I'm trying to educate people in it. I'm, I'm sort of the anti-Instagram um, buzz in that regard, really, because it's like, don't fall for that hype. It doesn't mean anything. Doesn't yeah. mean anything. Get it's yourself that, a thousand pounds that's profit and then scale that. It's the quote that I've, I, I always find cringy, but it's true. Do you know that turnover is sanity, profit yeah. is, no, the other way around. Turnover is vanity, <laughs> profit is sanity. Um, and it's, it's that kind of thing because it's it's been a forever thing in business, yeah. isn't it? It's like, hey, look at this. We're, you know, we're turning over all this money. Brilliant. How much are you making? Yeah, not making anything. And I know, I, I know that in my journey in business, I've had years where I've done comfortably done six figures, and years where I've kind of taken the year off to a certain extent, and done, you know, <laughs> four or five five figures. And I also know which one was more profitable. Mm. You know, so I know which one I would rather rather follow. And now I I do share my profit. I you know I share something like July I made seventy one percent profit, and that's you know and that's that's fine. I'm happy I'm happy to share that. Yeah. And and do you think that so um, is your target audience with that uh, people that are being sold the life of the Instagram influencer kind of style. Yeah, to a certain extent, because a lot of the people that I work with are not necessarily coaches and consultants, but that sort of vein. So single person businesses, generally speaking. And there is absolutely no reason on this earth why you should understand all that from day one. Why should you? Um, because you're not taught it in school unless you've done, you know, like I did that second week I was in business, I went on an HMRC uh, how to understand your numbers course, which sounds really dry, <laughs> but was incredibly useful and doing the masters as well all helped. But it's why should people know it? And if everything that you see in your feeds is 10K months, 10K months, 10K months, woo, did 100K month. Did you? Okay. What with your nine staff and your <laughs> your multiple thousand ad spend? So yeah, it's about making the the very small business owner, as in one person, company of one, understand that there's more to that than just what you know, just the stuff that you see on Instagram. I remember when I first started. Um... As a solicitor, I don't know where I got it from, but I, I found a, a million pound note. You know, it was like a toy note yeah. thing. And I, and I stuck it on the wall and it was like, that's what I'm aiming for, right? And um, and now having done what I've done for 15, 20 years, somewhere in between that, and if you count training, um, in terms of the amount that I've, I've, I've actually built, my turnover as my personal turnover is vastly more than that one million yeah. pound note. Yeah. Um, and uh, and what? <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at now. And what? Like, Good it, for you. It, it's kind of, yeah, where did that, what did that, what yeah. was that? You know, it didn't go in my pocket at the time. Um, but, you know, even if it did, and what? Because it's all about what you're doing with the money. Yeah. What what are you doing with the money and what and, and this comes down to um you know there's a there's a number of things with that. I, I was reading um what book was that? 
I can't remember who says it um, at the minute. It wasn't a book. It'll come to me. He, he talks about vibrations a lot, um, but, but basically says about money, about what money is. And money is, uh, it, it is simply a tool mm. um, and that it has to be used. Mm. Yeah? Because if you're not using it and you're, you know, you're just hoarding it and saving it, then it completely obliterates the point of money, what money is, because money mm. is a, a tool of exchange. Mm. <clears throat> and, um, and, so, and once I started to sort of realize that, um, and then the other thing that, uh, that I firmly believe in is, uh, is the kind of phrase of like, you know, uh, giving is living. Um, and you do that in money, but also in time and certain, you know, and mm. services and stuff like that. But um, for me, like money side of things, and I can assure anyone listening that genuinely, the more that I've given, yeah, the better my life feels. I feel. I, I no, I agree, absolutely agree. And I think that the more that you, the more that you earn, the more good you can do. And I had um, I had a client who really wanted to implement change in the corporate world to do with culture. And she was trying to monetize that, which is really difficult, really difficult to get people to pay to be told that they're causing a problem, you know. So by separating that out from her business, which was coaching, and focusing on coaching as the income generating stream, it would afford her the time because of the money that would bring in, it would afford her the time to be able to go and be a change maker and not have to monetize it. And I think people are so, in business are so, it's it's put forced down our throats so much that you've got to monetize everything. You've got to, you've got to charge for everything, particularly as a lawyer, but you know, you've got, to, you've got to charge for everything. But actually sometimes you don't. If your core business is set up to generate income in a sustainable way, sustainable for growth way, then you can say, this is the stuff that I really care about and I'm going to do this because the money is there to afford me the life that I need, that I want all this, mm. and I'm going to go off and, and make a difference. So money does matter. And the more money that we we have, the more change we can make and the better the world, we a place we can make the world. It's a whole uh, whole different subject to get me on the uh, the subject of lawyers selling <laughs> time in inverted commas. That's what I was taught. Uh, what do lawyers? What do we sell? No, we sell time, yeah. and uh, and it is just the worst idea ever. And it um, is, yeah. Uh, and and yeah, that's 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 lawyers for you. I'm glad that I don't uh, I don't subscribe or ascribe to uh, to that uh, theory anymore. But um, you know, and yeah, I think it's. Um, I think it's good profit profit is important um, but it is is also what you do with it and I think it's really important um uh that Zig Zagler says this which is if you help enough people get what they want you can have whatever you want yep um and and I think in my experience it's really important that although that's and, and you're not saying profit is the the driver for it profit comes as a result of it's a consequence of yep. it and if you go into it like i did and go hey look i'm this is my million pound note and i want this it's not the right way of, it's of arbitrary. Doing it. it doesn't it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it does, doesn't matter at all yeah. you've yeah. got to you've got to almost um how to say it, you've got to not concentrate on that while also concentrating on the figures that's really important to you know mm. be in business and know your figures and know the detail and the, you know in a granular level 
but it isn't something that you've got to have in the forefocus of your mind and going, I'm, this is what I'm going for. And I think mm-hmm. if, if you've got people that are going, um, like you say, I, you know, I want to go for that 10K, 10K month or like I was, I want to have a business turn it over 10 million. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's what you've got in mind, it makes it, uh, I, I think you, I think you won't get there. Um, I, I think, mm-hmm. or it'd be a lot harder. Whereas if you go, this is what I love. This is what my clients seem to like. Yeah. And, and therefore the, the two work together. And then you've got some, non, uh, some, some, um, ability or help from people like you to make that profitable in the delivery, yep. then that becomes a success. Mm. No, great. It all starts with, well, how do you feel about that? Mm. How do you feel? How do you feel about your million pound target? Well, it's a million pound target. Yeah. Okay. So you don't feel anything. So let's talk about what actually do you feel? And I think once you attach emotion to things, then there's your driving force. Absolutely. That's your why, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. And that comes to that. Yeah, absolutely. So happiness and um, profit, uh, your two key uh, key points to success. Is there anything else, Libby, that you think, do you know what? Um, this is like a must do, must do, the immutable law of, you know, being in business or being in life success. This is what you've got to do. And if you don't do this one thing, then you're not going to achieve it. I mean, there are some practical things in that you've got to show up, you've got to do the work, you've got to do marketing, all this kind of stuff. But actually, I would say that you've got to do what you want to do. It's far more important than that. Make your own mould. And who cares if it's not the way that it's supposed to be done? That's lead, lead with what feels right to you and you will have a successful business. Perfect stuff, Libby. Thanks very much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I think we've uh, we've uh, we've covered some really good subjects uh, there, and I think they are that they 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 will make the list uh, of of the keys to uh, the laws to success. I think in my book, um, yeah. happiness. I genuinely believe happiness over everything, um, and I, and I know you do, and um, and so that's really great. Libby, do you want to uh, tell people that have listened where they can get hold of you, go, how to how to find more information about you? Absolutely. Um, so I'm Libby Langley on every social media channel that you can find me. I'm my main ones, and where I'd like to connect with people is Instagram. So I'm at Libby Langley, or if you search me on LinkedIn as Libby Langley you will find me and my website is libbylangley.com there's a freebie on there in the free resources section that will help you if you're doing the constant scroll on social media and kind of finding yourself getting a bit befuddled with that then there's a free 16 minute video that will help you kind of get over that and look at things slightly differently so yeah Libby Langley all over everything Um, I'd love to connect with people and hear what they think about it all Perfect stuff. Libby, thanks very much again for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And for the listeners at home, thanks for listening. Uh, do subscribe and uh, and like, give us a comment and uh, and follow follow me on social media. I'm Stephen Mather, Stephen Mather Solicitor all over the place. Um, and uh, yeah, listen again next week. Thanks a lot. Cheers for life.